0: Wildtalkradio.com
1: theme song this is the firefly funhouse and i want to introduce you to some very special friends that i've met along the way Hey, this is Adam Copeland, aka the Rated R Superstar.
0: Hey guys, this is Renee Siket. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE
1: Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid,
0: Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And what are the balance wins? This is
1: Christopher Daniels. And what I like to do on my off days is listen to the rap. And now you are. Sick. And it is awesome.
0: Satisfaction is guaranteed.
1: It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can laugh, but you can't touch. (laughs) Ruthless aggression. With your host.
0: I like puppets
1: Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rocket
0: My little creatures of the night will now experience The magical art of puppetry And <laughs> smell
1: What the game is playing Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network We're here Yowie wowie
0: Everyone, welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to. Have you any way we can get you? And yes, folks, this is our last show until May the fourth. So please take note at the, for the programming. We will not be live with this show until May the fourth because I get to go on vacation. I'm your host, since you were joining me as always, as the ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman Sarakin.
1: We're, 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 we'll figure what things out. You twist that while talking. What right do back?
0: you do with yourself?
1: It's gonna be. I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Tweet us at Wild Talk Radio. at show. At least come to Wild Talk Radio. dot com. slash WTLive. live. You could do with a us Fortnite live
0: Fortnite stream.
1: I could do Fortnite streams.
0: You could with Brett.
1: He would have to be available. Oh yeah. Awkward. That's the key to the thing is availability of a, Brent. a certain intern. <laughs> will he or will he ever show up to partake? That <laughs> that is uh th- we're gonna figure we'll have content chat I promise okay. you we we will come up with some additional content Wh- what I, I don't know oh yeah the Sixers are gonna be playing oh that's I'm gonna distractions oh they should be over by ten o'clock I mean we'll be <laughs> fine replaced with basketball. <laughs> basketball but they're not playing well they didn't play well tonight but they weren't trying tonight but you know you don't know that i know i watched the sixers they weren't trying they, they they don't have anything to play for anyway um yeah so we're gonna come up with ideas we'll come up with a stream or two to fill in the gaps because i Mondays, you're you're all gonna have to deal with me and me alone and you you guys will have to put up with it for a post show that's kind of the plan at the moment. Me talking to you, and you talking to me, and we'll we'll figure it out from there. But this is the final it, rack till till May. This
0: is the final rack until May. That's right. Yeah, because I'm going on vacation. She,
1: she's she's not going to be available for anything for like three weeks. She's she's going to be in a different country. Yeah, I'm
0: go. I I am going out of the country. I am excited, guys. I actually I had the worst dream last night, like a dream that I went and came back and didn't remember any of it.
1: Well usually that's that's a bad sign.
0: Yeah. But um yeah. So hopefully it's all good and it all goes to plan and it's fine. But yeah, so we're not here to talk about my vacation. We are yes, Europe. Um we're not here to talk about my vacation. We are here to talk about WrestleMania night. Ooh. If you missed our review of Night One, you can go to the archives and listen to that. Um, where we talk all about night one. But we are here tonight to talk about the second night of WrestleMania and we got another great intro by Kevin Hart. I like that it was completely different than the first night. Show them. It was. I, overall, I liked Kevin Hart doing the intro. I thought it was very, very, very appropriate, given the setting. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, given the setting. Yeah,
0: Given the setting, it was very appropriate that we got Kevin Hart, um, him coming into The Rocks territory. But we open WrestleMania night two, because you know Brock's not working late with Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I would like to thank WWE for making this quick, simple, and to the point. I appreciate that. A lot.
1: Was it everything we said it was going to be? Yup. Did it go long? Nope. Is everyone happy it went, didn't it go long? Yup.
0: Nope. Yup.
1: Everyone was happy it didn't go long. Was this better than John Cena and Austin Theory? Mm, no. Yes. No. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think so. Because Austin Theory and John Cena really wasn't good. Um, it, you, it wasn't bad. It was serviceable. It was serviceable. So is this. I like this better cena had the better entrance
0: cena had the better entrance but yeah it's it was brock versus omos it was quick simple to the point lol brock wins nobody was surprised i feel like that brock won
1: no if you thought omos was winning well then you need a temperature check because that's just a fever dream because no chance in hell as our intro was that uh omos was winning that match
0: by the way i would like to go ahead and congratulate seth rollins for winning the weekend on the drip because absolutely nobody touched him in terms of the drip nobody
1: but was there anyone supposed to touch him though
0: probably not like i love the video of becky seeing the outfit and she's so goddamn jealous
1: <laughs> i didn't see that
0: yeah, there was there was a video. I think it was him or it was WWE put out of her seeing the outfit for the first time. He's like, "I told you it was a lot." And She's like, "That's not fair." <laughs> That's totally not no, but I mean, it's like like if okay, I have to talk about it. The fashion we we just we're gonna go ahead and get it out of the way. Normally, like WrestleMania is where people like kind of show up and show out with their outfits and like do things, and this WrestleMania was actually fairly subdued in terms of gear not a lot of people really went big well, in terms of new gear
1: well a lot of the people who would are bold that were on the show aren't bold personalities when you think about it are kevin mm-hmm. and sammy bold no are the usos bold no is roman bold no Rhea but... ria did a little bit charlotte did a little bit but oh, oh, we gotta
0: talk about charlotte's jacket when we get there
1: we already cause... talked we already talked about charlotte's jacket
0: Oh, it was... Okay, Charlotte's jacket was just not good.
1: But they all, like, every... Oscar did a little bit with the, the hundreds Oscars, and Bianca always does her thing. But beyond that, there was no one in the show, like, that were gonna go all out. I mean, Cody went all out. Mm. He, had, he, had, he had a tail and everything.
0: He had wings. He, he went full her. Homelander.
1: Yeah. So he, like... For his presentation, he went all out. Roman just was Roman and and stuff. Like, the bigger and had more fanfare and entrances than gear because... But
0: even the entrances were kind of a little overwhelming in cases. Underwhelming? You know? Or underwhelming, yeah. Excuse me? They were underwhelming? Like, I, I get what they were trying to do with the virtual reality. I get that. But in terms of, like, the set, and maybe that's where they had the limitations, was the set... I don't know, but, like, the entrances were just sort of okay. Like, they, again, it was something where you had some special moments for people, and we're going to talk about one of them that was really special, but, like, for the most part, the entrances were just, they were okay. Overall, across two nights.
1: I thought they were pretty good. I I don't know. I I didn't have high expectations.
0: See, I did, because it's WrestleMania.
1: Mm, I thought they They delivered.
0: they, They will never top, though, the inflatable awesome. It is iconic. Bring it back.
1: Iconic.
0: So up next we had, and do not get on my dick about whether I get things out of order or not, okay? Just don't because it's been four days and I've slept since then, okay?
1: Okay, because you're you're testing my memory to remember this now.
0: I'm using Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> okay, because first, well, but then I'm gonna stop you because we had Miz and, and and Snoop open the show again. Which was
0: fine. We did have we did have Miz and Snoop open the show, and that continued to build set, build a tension between the two. We had Snoop throughout the night as well, but we will we'll go into Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez taking on Natty and Shotzi, taking on Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, um, for a women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match.
1: Okay the uh, Liv and Raquel, they, they those were pretty good. Um, Chelsea Green was an MVP of this match because her running away and diving off the top rope was fantastic. Oh, my
0: God. It was
1: insane. Shane and really didn't do anything. Liv and Raquel were, were stars. Natty's Sharpshooter, double Sharpshooter needs to go. Um, Ch- uh, I mentioned Chelsea's dive. Chelsea was overall good. Shots he performed well. Solid. I would say overall for this thing, it wasn't as good as the men's showcase, but when you had big men doing cruiserweight moves, you really can't compare the two, but you have to a little bit because they were both showcase matches. So, in terms of the pairing, the women's were a little bit weaker, but I thought the women came out and did the best they could with what they were given. But again, Natty's sharpshooter needs to be retired. The double one.
0: Yeah, they hit that a little too often. Like, it's cool when she pulls it out every once in a while. But pretty much every show now. It's like, okay, we get it. She can put a sharpshooter on two people. That's awesome. Can we not?
1: Give, do it on four people. Then I'll be impressed. I
0: don't think she can get four. You can't. Might be able to get three.
1: Then try three next time. Do something different because the double just doesn't work. But yeah, this was all about Rhonda and Shayna looked like Shayna was limping a little bit um towards the end of the match and ronda mm-hmm. was very limited in what she could do so she was clear enough to do a couple moves but really wasn't a lot but this was put together so she would have a match on wrestlemania and get a win at wrestlemania because the idea is to put Shayna and ronda in a tag team program at some point with the champions down the road when everyone is healthy to do so so it was like here's the win we'll see where it goes I wish they were healthy enough to do more and add to the match.
0: Yeah, but it was fine. It was it was, it was all fun. perfectly fine. Again, it it was something serviceable. You had a couple high points, but for the most part it was just sort of there, right? Like it wasn't meant to be anything big or grand or spectacular. Um, but like Rock mentioned, Ronda and Shayna picked up the win, and yeah, Liv and Raquel is a cute little team, but I don't know if they're gonna keep them together. I, I don't want to they-
1: keep. I don't want to keep them together. They're good for it here, but don't do the breakup. Just let them go back to being singles. Yeah, because that's where they perform better. But and Raquel's gone through so many different partners since being in WWE. You don't need to have Liv to the oh my god, we've broken up with this one because she she's had many everything from what Dakota to Aaliyah now live i think there's been another one in between there too
0: something like that yeah she uh,
1: she just finds the people and sort of tags with them until they they have nothing left for them but yeah I, raquel needs to be in a singles program at some point and maybe it's coming maybe
0: so moving on you have gunter taking on Sheamus, taking on drew mcintyre in the big beefy men slapping meat tm match of the night the 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 oh if
1: they're banger if they're banger if they're banger
0: good lord they beat the shit out of each other and we enjoyed watching them do it
1: this was hella good um so someone asked Seamus the question of how many beat uh, the beats of the ballary that were hit do you mm-hmm. do you know the number i don't take a wild guess Twenty. No, thirty-nine. Why thirty-nine? WrestleMania thirty-nine.
0: Oh, he sent a medal.
1: <laughs> he had thirty-nine of them. But yeah, they just—they went all out, all freaking out in this one, just beating on each other. And there were moments where you thought, "Oh my God, Sheamus is going to win." You thought, "Oh my God, Drew's going to steal it from Sheamus." Because there's one moment where Drew pulled Sheamus out of the ring, and mm-hmm. then you heard the crowd go "boo." Um, yeah, I thought. I, this was really, really good. All three men delivered the match you thought they would, and that's all you can really take from it. A really good match.
0: I like how they pulled out the Imperium entrance for Gunther.
1: Well, the a big show. See, they, they stepped up a little bit with entrances.
0: I know, but you pull out the big entrance for Gunther, you had Drew come out in a white kilt, yeah, which different. I'm not sure how I feel about. <laughs> Wasn't my favorite look for him, but... He's
1: a good guy, you gotta go white.
0: And then you had Seamus, who's just white. Um, but yeah, no, this was this was fantastic. I we all loved everything about this. It delivered everything we could ever want. And then some it was it sad that Seamus didn't win? Yeah. I'll admit, it was sad Seamus didn't win. Because, like I think a lot of us wanted him to win the IC title just to get it, but at the same time, Gunter is a long standing champion. And it kind of started a theme it did, for the that-
1: night this one I'm okay with because it kind of needed to be this way. Even though Seamus yeah. came up short, I thought Gunther winning was a a, a good salad choice. After that, if Seamus wasn't going to take it. Because now you're building his record and continuing his reign. Because I think people want him to beat Honky Tonk Man's record next, which would take a minute he's like a few more months to do that
0: and it's something with seamus that eventually you can build to is that he wins the ic title and he gets the distinction and then he he either retires or he moves on like because it could be that seamus i think seamus wants it i don't say that he wouldn't want it but like you know it's something that we're all kind of projecting onto him that to have that status because he's held literally every other title so i think he's already technically a grand slam champion a couple times over actually um but, but it would a, just
1: in terms of holding every title
0: Yeah, we want him to hold all the things, including the women's title, but they won't let him. So, which I still say it would be hilarious if they just let him do it for like one day. They make him the women's champion for like one day, just because it'd be funny. But anyway, moving on to speaking of the women's champions, we had your champion, Bianca Belair, getting the ultimate face entrance with what I'm calling the Girl Boss Dance Troupe. She had this amazing all-girl it was the, ensemble.
1: It was the Divas of Compton.
0: Divas of Compton, thank you. They showed up. They danced their hearts out. They looked fantastic. They were amazing. And then there's the girl who did the backbend.
1: I feel so bad for that girl.
0: Oh my gosh, this poor child. Not her be- mother.
1: Yeah, not because of what her performance, but what she's about to tell you.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, this poor girl's mother passed away that same day. Like on the day of WrestleMania, and like this girl came out and still did the show. Like, bless her for that.
1: The girls were all supportive of her and encouraged her to come out and do it. And yeah, it was a, that was a fun entrance. It was cre- the pen was creepy as hell.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, wait, 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 what's going on here? And then what was nice is Bianca had a little moment with her and yeah, that was Make awesome. her feel special and
1: like that—that's the good stuff. That's good WWE right there yeah as the tagline is putting smiles on people's faces
0: yep and bianca did just that all the kids were having fun they were excited they got to do the entrance with her she looked absolutely amazing speaking Um, of
1: speaking of um bianca's gear hmm. apparently she didn't have time to finish her ring jacket and dakota helped her finish
0: oh nice Mm -hmm. see girls helping girls yep it still amazes me that she makes her gear. Yeah,
1: like, girl,
0: you-, you you could have that stuff made, but oh no, she's like, I'm making my own, and it shows because she she's. Can make gear, man. I guess she, she can make some good stuff.
1: She don't trust anyone else.
0: Hey, you know sometimes it's how you gotta roll. But Bianca Belair took on Oscar, who had a special entrance with all the different versions of Oscars and her uh ring kimonos until cool. she came out.
1: That was cool. That
0: was very cool. It was cool to see all the old kimonos, and you know Oscar came to the ring looking. Here's the thing about Oscar. I want to know how. I want to know how they do her face paint because that shit held the whole match.
1: It's, it's the good stuff.
0: I mean, it didn't flake, it didn't rub, it didn't do anything. Like, the most she had was, like, face paint. Or, like, her lipstick face paint had smeared a little bit. But that was it. Like, the rest of it held.
1: And that's usually, that's just because of the mist. Usually, that's why the lipstick goes away a little bit.
0: Yeah. Like, I want to know... I want to know what she does that, like, Finn Pettler doesn't. Because, like, that shit consistently hope. yeah on purpose it's a good shit she Just... she she knows what she's doing um this was
1: a heck of a match
0: this was good was it my favorite match between them no but this was good like at least to me this kind of lacked a little bit of oomph
1: a little bit because the, because... the, the story was a little underwhelming because you can't really build a story especially when you weren't sure whether oscar was a healer or not until the very end and even then she really didn't come off as much of a heal mm-hmm. like that's the thing people wanted oscar to win People were booing Bianca a little bit because they wanted Asuka to win, but there were a large majority that still wanted Bianca to win. So it's like, you didn't know who to cheer for. There was no actual underdog in this fight, which kills some of the emotional investment, TM, uh, for this fight.
0: Well, I think what they tried to make Bianca a an underdog just a little bit with Asuka, but it just it didn't quite play the way that they wanted it to because it's very hard to make Bianca an underdog at this point because she's had the, the title for a year. And she's taken on all comers, and she's defeated all comers. So it's very, very difficult to say of, oh, Bianca's an underdog against Asuka because that's just not true.
1: When you're the EST of WWE and you're the the, the EST of everything they do, it's hard to come across as a, a the sympathetic babyface underdog when you have the title for a year, as you mentioned. It's not going to work only way to come off as really as an underdog is if you're not champion or you're against someone bigger than you. And there really is no one on the roster bigger than Bianca Belair. Right. In terms of size.
0: So, it, but like I said, it was a good match. It was a fun match. They They did well together. But in the end, Bianca picks up the victory and she continues her reign as your Raw Women's Champion.
1: Like I said last Thursday, this was the move because you look at the record. She's now, and they've been touting a three-peat at WrestleMania. That's going to mean something down the road. She's not going to go take her levels, but if you continue going on, she she's going to, if she gets five or six wins in a row at WrestleMania, under her, that's pretty good. It'll mean something when someone finally beats her on that, in that stage. Because now that we're up at three, it's like, one and 0, all right, whatever, two and 0, okay, we're good. Three and oh. now you're starting something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's building momentum.
0: And I mean, who knows? She may make take her level. Taker made it to twenty-one.
1: I don't think she'll ever get to Taker's level. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think she'll be around that long.
0: Well, we'll see.
1: Because she if does she want be- she wants kids at some point.
0: Eh, that's fair. Well, I mean, Becky had kids and she came back. She did.
1: Vice versa, Asuka has yet to win a WrestleMania. I know she's what zero five. It'll be big eventually if she gets it. But Asuka's gotten so many things. I don't think a WrestleMania win is that I mean, big of a deal either way.
0: That- that's kind of more of a nice to have versus like a she needs it thing. Yeah. Considering all the history she's made and everything else she's done, she's so
1: she's been pretty good for herself. She has enough records. So. So if she ever gets it, she gets it. If not, it's not the it's not the biggest crime in the world to be not have a win at WrestleMania.
0: So moving on to your little bathroom break, food break, moment of the night. And how did we know... Oh, we didn't talk about it. We forgot to talk about it at the top of the show. What? So we need to talk about it.
1: We'll, we'll save it to the end. Okay. Talk about it at
0: the end. Okay. So Snoop Dogg and Miz came back out. And they started to have a little banter. And they started to have a little, you know, back and forth. And things started to get aggressive. And, well, you know, Miz finally had enough, and Snoop Dogg finally had enough. And I'm trying to remember based on memory, which, again, it's been four days and I've slept, um, what happened totally. But basically, Snoop Dogg and Miz get into it. And, well, Snoop Dogg needed just a little help against the Miz. And
1: he set up a. It's basically, he, he goaded him into having another match because he got him in the match against Pat McAfee, which Pat McAfee won. So he goaded him into this one with another surprise. The surprise being
0: one Shane McMahon, (laughs) which actually was a surprise given his comment or given Vince's comments about Shane and the fact that they would never let Shane get another pop. And boy, did he get a pop (laughs) as long as Um,
1: Shane McMahon would never get another pop as long as Vince McMahon owned WWE and then here we are. The day, the day of everyone talking uh, about, uh, you know, things, and twelve hours before it all became official. Official. Uh, Shane Mac who I heard was in in attendance on Sunday, I was like, "All right, cool, Shane's there. Maybe must be something, you know, it's WrestleMania." Linda was there, so we'll do, like Steph was backstage or something, but Linda was there, and he's like, "Oh, Shane's there. Cool, Shane's there. He's not gonna do anything. He's just Shane. It's, it's WrestleMania. All the rest, they always show up. It's Hollywood." <laughs> his music playing. It's like, oh my goodness, Shane O'Mac is trying, is hustling and bustling to the ring and blowing up, trying to get to the ring. Um, and Shane O does what's up Hollywood and and gets the big thing, and then they make the match official. It's Shane and 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 uh Miz a WrestleMania rematch of all things. WrestleMania what? Thirty five, I think it was I think in, so, yeah. in New York. So they do the collar and elbow tie up, a headlock, Irish whip into the ropes. Leap frog. Drop down. Try and go goes for another leap frog. And, well, um... The leg did not go up that time. Uh, Shane O'Reck stumbles and fumbles and down he goes. And then the big MVP, Snoop Doggy Dog, gets in the ring. Figures out what to do. Pops Miz with a right hand. Miz gets back up, pops him again. And then goes and drops the people's elbow. Slowly. And, uh... Pins the Miz one two three for the victory. I will. This is this is how bad it was, right? So you know how WWE sends out the fan council surveys. hmm It was not listed as Miz versus Shane McMahon. It was listed as Miz versus Snoop Dogg.
0: Yep. That's what I have on Wikipedia. Is a Snoop Dogg defeated the Miz?
1: Yeah, they they, they it's like do. Shane's not even mentioned. Shane's not even mentioned. So officially, let's go. We're gonna do the cue up the sound in there. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Torn quad.
0: Hashtag blame Brent. I mean, you have to respect Shane for, yes, Brent, you have a mania moment. Um, you have to respect <laughs> Shane for continuing the family tradition of tearing your quad in a fluff match. Cause what? Hunter, Hunter. 100... It wasn't a flush match the first time Hunter tore his quad, but Hunter's torn both his quads. Vince has torn both his quads. Vin- Didn't Vince tear both his quads getting into the ring? Mm-hmm. So you have that. And now Shane has continued the family tradition. So yes, he will be out indefinitely with the torn quad. He's already had surgery. It's successful. So he's on the mend. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Brent. Technically, you have multiple moments at WrestleMania because now we have to talk about the other blame, Brent, that happened because there's two. Edge and Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match, which was brought to you by the Pope's Exorcist. They got Russell Crowe to do like I guess a voiceover for it, did, yeah. or like a video for it, uh huh. Um, to introduce the match. Edge. When we talked about entrances, the the, the there was an entrance here.
1: What was he wearing?
0: There were choices made.
1: What was he wearing?
0: I don't know. It was like a disco school hood thing that just, I, the wings were cool. So.
1: It was brute Edge because that's what it said on the time trend. Brute Brood Edge.
0: It said Brood Edge. They did the flame circle. He came up through the flame circle and he has this mask hood thing i don't quite know how to describe it. it was like basically like a full face hood that came down over his neck and his collarbone and his back and he had it on and he had this actually i like the jacket the jacket was cool but he had this sort of like distressed jacket on and then he had wings and they they didn't play the brood music they played some kind of other music that just came up and it was brood edge um and he comes up through the flame and he just comes up through the ramp. It's like, oh good, he actually gets to do the proper entrance. And he comes up and it's just the disco skull. That's all I remember is just seeing the disco skull. And it's like, what? What is going on right now? And then like it goes dark and then of course they hit the altar bridge entrance and he comes out. Um, or he comes down the ramp with it. Um, but yeah, there, there were choices made. Beth Phoenix had fun with it from what I saw. Um, <laughs> but. Not sure what's going on here. And then there's Finbert. We got demon. We got full demon.
1: Including old music.
0: Including old music. He did the full entrance, which God bless him. For a second, I was going to freak out because like, you know how he does the crawling? Mm -hmm. He started to do the crawling at the top of the ramp and I'm like, oh, oh my God. You are not going to crawl the 40 miles down that ramp to the ring. It's like Vent or it's like Finn. Your your biceps and your quads can't take that. I don't care if they're made of steel like the rest of you. It's like a mile to the ring. Thankfully he didn't. He did like a weird slow motion
1: dance. Finny
0: dance with smoke sticks.
1: That'll allow them to cover from probably you know really fast walking to the ring. <laughs>
0: Probably.
1: Yeah, because if you slow it down, it gives them time. He does a little spin thing, so it, you, it's like the Morrison entrance from before. Like uh-huh. he would do the slow motion, so he had like ten more seconds to get down there.
0: But so the the, the entrances were fine. Um, we had color coded weapons.
1: We had red and purple. Red versus purple because each team. Each team brought their own equipment, I guess. I don't know.
0: I will say this I liked the table when they first whipped out the table because I was like, ooh, it's sparkly! It's a sparkle purple table. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I was like, does it mean something? <laughs>
1: wait there was a purple that-
0: table yes with the first table that they pulled out had was purple no. and it had sparkles
1: i don't remember a purple table
0: i remember the purple table because there was like a red chair there's a, a like- purple
1: singapore cane and a Red chair. I don't no,
0: remember. no, no, no. There was a purple chair. Okay, I'll
1: take your word for it. I don't remember.
0: I mean, they tried something with this. I I respect the fact that they tried something with this. I think what it was was that like everybody, or at least some people, some people being me responded very well i think to the last time that they painted the weapons and so they're like okay well we're gonna paint the weapons this time and we're gonna color code them red versus purple and because they both can't be red and they all just can't be you know like um no it wasn't dark. hold on it may I'm look like look,
1: I, I understand what he's going with the, the, the dark purple um as she tries purple to find people. it but they went they went for it. they went out and just they they got physical we had to Hey, uh, Finn trapped in the cane f- canes spot that they took from the Usos case match. Um, we had shots through the table and then the- Finn's head got smashed from a ladder. So what had happened was Edge threw a ladder at Finn. Finn took the ladder head on, got his hand up and it cracked him in the skull. So at that point officials decided Hey, we need to check on the demon. And boy, howdy, did they check on the demon. So they stopped the match, basically. Officials came in and they zoomed in on Edge the entire time as he's pulling out different weapons. Um, So they, they numbed it, stapled it, and let him go.
0: Well, you could tell something was wrong because there was, like, blood all over the match. And they were cutting away from Finn. Like, they were not showing Finn. And it was like, because I said it in our chat, Finn's cut bad. Yeah, because I mean, you could see how much blood was on the mat. And it was like, oh, oh, he's cut bad. And I applaud them for doing this. I know everybody loves blood in wrestling. I know everybody loves injuries and in blading. But it's really super dangerous, especially when the wound is deep or it's big or it's both. It can become life-threatening, and so it is vitally important to make sure that doesn't happen, obviously. Um, And so I absolutely applaud WWE for stopping the match to fix the wound, to make sure that it was closed, to make sure that he was okay to continue, to make sure all the things.
1: Safety first
0: safety first like I absolutely applaud like I know everybody loves the red mask and I don't think anybody was really criticizing them but I know everybody loves like the red mask and everything like that but it's like the performers safety should come above all and it just shows how far wrestling has come so the fact that they paused the match long enough to make sure Finn was
1: okay there's a difference between the crimson mask and a a deep cut in the head if he cut himself from the head you know on the forehead they would have continued the match and if he bled he bled they would try to stop it, but if it continued, they would let the match go, and it would be a crimson mask of some sort. Because, yeah, but he, this because is... he was split wide open on the top of the head, you have to take action right away. No matter what, in any sort of environment, WWE, UFC, if they're cut on top of the head, you stop the fight. If he's able to, if they're able to close the wound, which they did, then he's conti- able to continue to go, and he took no more shots to the head, as far as I remember. They avoided it as much as possible. That said, yeah. that said, then they went more crazy and did more spots. Edge speared himself into an open ladder, which was different than the closed ladder, which uh, safety. Please, Ed, you're, you're old with a neck injury. Be safe. And then they, they, they did Finn doing the coup de grace through a table where, you know, <laughs> they had a platform set up.
0: Mm-hmm. It was rock. They had a platform set up. They just on the table.
1: And, and know, that
0: looked like it hurt, too.
1: It, Finn almost bro- could have broken his leg, but... He didn't.
0: Because that's what we need. It's been breaking, like, <laughs> every breaks the skull. Right. Um, But yeah.
1: But Edge picked up the win, beating the demon with a spear.
0: Which was a little surprising. Oh, that
1: concerto- well, no, was the Kincheratar that beat him. That's right.
0: Yeah. I, but yeah, this. That, that
1: effectively kills the demon.
0: <laughs> uh, intentionally, I believe.
1: Maybe intentionally, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's. I was a little surprised that Edge won, but I guess I'm a little not at the same time. Um. The match was good. Obviously, it makes us more vicious with Finn's head injury and what happened there. Um I, I don't know how I feel about it in terms of just the match. Because, again... I'm going to be very honest, I wasn't into this match walking into it. I was just kind of like, okay, all right, they're fighting in Hell in a Cell. In terms of the feud, at least for me, it has every reason to be in Hell in a Cell, but it's been such a long-standing, withering sort of feud that by the time we got here, it really didn't have the heat I felt, at least for me, that it needed. And so the match in itself loses a bit of impact because of that. Because to me, it's just a match. It was a good match, but it was just, to me, it was like, okay, they're mm-hmm. fighting in Hell in a Cell. Great. You have Hell in a Cell on WrestleMania to go with the Pope's exorcist. Wonderful. And they both came out as demons. Um, but I don't think Finn went to the hospital. I think they took him to the back, and I know he had to get additional stables. Because they showed it on Twitter of his wound being closed up. Like, he put it out on his Twitter um, of the before and after. And it it was nasty. It, it, like, went from the top of his forehead pretty much all the way across his crown. It's, like, either halfway or two-thirds of the way on his head. Like, it's nasty looking. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... But like we said they were able to get it closed and so I don't think he actually lost a lot of blood because of it um but yeah it it was nasty and I think that's what adds to the match is just the fact that Finn had just an absolutely brutal injury yeah because of it um but yeah, this was good. This was this was entertaining. It was just, it was one of those things where it's like, for me, like overall for me, night two just did not have the same emotional pull and emotional tug as night one.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Um, so we're going to officially call that a Blame Brent? Yes. So what are we titling it?
0: Head injury? Hashtag Blame Brent.
1: Let's add one more to the list. Distended cold bladder. Chelsea Green.
0: Hashtag Blame Brent.
1: What? Distended gallbladder. She tweeted it out an hour ago. Is she going to have to have surgery? She's in the hospital at the moment.
0: Oh, feel better, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. That she sucks. can She can
1: never catch a break.
0: Poor thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully at least they can, like... Um, yeah, typically if anything happens with your gallbladder, they just pop it out. Unless they can treat it with antibiotics. Um, but hopefully it's something that she doesn't necessarily need to wrestle and she can continue to be an on-camera character. But she should definitely convalescent heal but yeah she just, she just can't catch a break man it sucks for her uh,
1: yeah really really can't catch a break all right let's get to the main event
0: which this it felt weird when we got to the main event because like wait it's already time for this but you forget that this night was one match shorter than than the previous night so and, t- Sh-
1: and Shane Torres quad so they cut out like five minutes extra yeah
0: and, and Shane Torres his quad um <laughs> oh
1: by the way Bobby Lashley walked out with his trophy Congrats. Um
0: and nothing happened. Nothing happened and Finn fucked his head up. Um so you're reigning defending undisputed WWE Universal Champion, the tribal chief, the head of the island of relevant whatever the fuck the title is. The head of the table Throwing- the,
1: the, 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 the Head of the Table, the the tribal chief.
0: There we go. Roman Reigns with Hulk. Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa.
1: And, 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 six pianos.
0: Well, I was going to get there. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to say everyone who accompanied him, six piano,
0: Six pianists.
1: P- anyway, continue.
0: Took on Cody Rhodes in your main event. Roman, Roman had an entrance. Oh my goodness. As Rock mentioned, he had the six pianists. Playing him to the ring. Props to the chick that had the bass line in the back. She was owning that shit like you wouldn't believe. Um.
1: Be- be- just... be- be- befor- before you continue. Ash, how many people that cover wrestling do you actually follow? I, I want to know what blow up means. Anyway, continue.
0: Well, I mean, Twitter did implode. W- but
1: his timeline. I want to know how many he follows for to blow up. i just continue. <laughs> we'll get there.
0: We'll get there. Um. And then you had Cody come out. And...
1: He had all the pyro in the world. Number one. He had all
0: the pyro in the world. He went full Homelander mode. He had like a jacket with like angel wings on the back.
1: So they went ultra babyface with him.
0: Oh Jesus! <laughs> did they go ultra baby? Like John Cena got the Make a Wish kid. Make a Wish kids. Bianca Belair got the girl boss dance troupe. Cody Rhodes got Brody Lee's family and his own family.
1: Like he holding his daughter who threw off the headphones
0: <laughs> and just wanted to stay with her dad. Yeah. Oh god.
1: If that wasn't like enough and then he gives his weight belt to Brody Lee Jr if anyone doesn't know who Brody lee is the former luke harper who passed away a couple of years ago or if you're but, an AEW fan negative one of the dark order
0: he and his mother were there in support of cody they're right there with brandy and liberty and just the the look on his son's face or on luke's son's face said it all like amanda Huber even tweeted about it talking about, you know, how how much Cody has been there for them and how he's taken care of them
1: and he he became a father figure for him because he had to. He stepped in where you don't often see people do and he came in. He was there to be with him when Brody died and helped him get through it and he brought him to his biggest moment at WrestleMania.
0: So, it was like the ultra baby face tug at your heartstrings kind of moment. It was very touching. It was And And then these
1: two guys had a really good wrestling match.
0: I appreciate that they let this breathe. I appreciate that they worked the crowd a lot with this match. I appreciate that they took their time to build this match. To build to the end. To build to those false finishes and those emotional moments. Like, there was some beautiful storytelling going on in this match.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't abundance of finishers until it needed to be, which I liked. Did they attempt it? Yeah. Did Cody get one in early? Yeah. But it wasn't Superman punch spear, Superman punch, spear, crossroads, crossroads, crossroads. They went out and delivered a hell of a fight. They 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 went back and forth. There are moments where Roman is sorta of jawjacking and you know, he's telling him he's not ready. And every time Cody got a near fall, the look on Paul Heyman's face was Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Is it over? Is it, no, he's a survivor. Okay, cool. I can't breathe. And deep breath. And deep breath. And deep breath. It, it's like everyone involved. And you had Solo casually just whack Cody with a chair and just toss it under the ring. And everyone played their part perfectly. You had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn run down. You had the Usos run down. So Kevin and Sami stopped them. And it was like, okay, this works. And then there was a near fall after a stunner. One, two, three. Oh, Roman kicked out. Roman, you know, they did the figure four spot. They did everything you needed to do. They Roman got the, 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 the whatever his choke submission in autumn was. And Cody had to fight his way out. And there was such great storytelling where they're fighting all around the ring, right? hmm and every few seconds when the referee got up to six, seven, one of them would roll back into the ring. Break the count. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So it's like it was great storytelling throughout the thing and it all worked as it should have. Roman going through the table or it was good. It just everything worked in terms of the match. They laid it out perfectly. They had everyone on the edge of their feet. Everyone wanted Cody. Props to to, uh, Michael Cole, who sold it like a champ. Come on, Cody, finish the story. Finish it. Get him in the ring. Get him in the ring. Cole was like full on support and just driving it home. He was being ultra babyface announcer, which is what you needed because it's 900 and something days. You're trying to take this this man down. And he, he he fought his heart out. But Cody made the mistake. He hit a crossroads. And then the second one. And then Paul Hammond got up on the ring apron. Cody should have just hit the third, but he backed himself up into a corner to get Simone spiked into a spear. You're a winner. And still.
0: I know a lot of people were upset about this. I know a lot of people canceled their cocks because of this. Um, I will say this, that I, s- I called it. I said it on Thursday. There's doubt. They're putting doubt out there about Cody. Was it all written in the stars? Was it all there that, yes, Cody should have won? Could he have won? Absolutely. But we talked about it. It's the predictable thing. It's been talked about for a year ever since, or more, ever since Cody came back. It's like, when is Cody going to take the title off of of Roman. It's been that that speculated on. And now we get here, and it's WrestleMania Night 2. You're in the middle of a historic reign with Roman Reigns. He's a little bit over, I think, 50, or he was right about 50 days away from achieving 1,000 days as champion. Consistent days. By the way, not overall consistent days as champion. And so you have that weighing in the factor. The other factor is the thing that we're going to talk about after, which is a specific sale that rumors started swirling about before WrestleMania ever started. And if you look at who stayed champion tonight or on that night, which is Roman and Bianca, Those are the two faces of WWE. That's who they send out to do the press, the humanitarian work along with several other people. But in terms of your top faces and top heels that do all your press work, that is Bianca and that is Roman. They didn't lose their titles they didn't move and while Cody would be a perfectly serviceable person to send out and to smile and wave and kiss babies they had it stay on Roman the one thing that WWE gets mean for is lol go away you get fired or you quit you go somewhere else you prove yourself you come back you win the rumble and they hand you a title what did Cody do he left he went somewhere else he turned he changed himself Came back, won the Rumble, and he was set to win a title. They broke the meme. Am I as mad about this as some people? Absolutely not. Because I saw it coming. Because I knew it was coming. It's too predictable. It's it. Would it be the great way to end WrestleMania? Sure. Did a lot of people want it? Sure. But as we've seen, Cody is going to have to face some adversity. Cody is going to have to prove himself more ready than what he has already done Roman's not going to be that easy to take down and it kind of at least to me is sort of an insult to everybody that's come before Cody to um to just have Roman lose in that fashion right because I'm gonna be real Cody earned the shot but he didn't earn the shot not in the same way of when you compare the story to Sami Zayn right where you look at everything that Sami went through to get to that title shot and how hard he had to fight to get it and in the end Sami wasn't enough to beat Roman so the fact that you have Cody standing on the sidelines with the rumble win, waiting in the wings it's kind of to be an insult to people like sammy and other people who have fought their way to get there so now cody is gonna have to do the same thing cody's gonna have to fight his way back to get there because rome is not just gonna let him take the title
1: so so y- what you're telling me is he's gonna have to overcome his own version of hard times
0: Mm-hmm. something like that yeah i
1: mean that's 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 kind of a thing. All right, let me clear up some misconceptions. <clears throat> Num- number one, the finish is not all because of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The finish of Pro- of WrestleMania was put together and decided upon a month ago.
0: They've been adding doubt for since Elimination Chamber. If you look at the way that the promos went, if you look at if you go back and you actually look at how they told that story, it was pretty much they were pretty much forecasting that Cody was gonna lose.
1: So so that that is the number one thing. Were there reasons to keep it on Roman? Yes. Were there reasons to give it to Cody? Yeah. But creatively they decided we are going to stick it out with Roman Reigns and there's more meat on the table to tell the story. Is it the right decision? Time will tell. We've-
0: I think it is because now what you're going to see and what we've already started to see is one Cody the deal with Brock Lesnar and the fact that Cody's gonna have to potentially face off against Brock Lesnar and two with the whole situation with the Usos. The fact that they lost their titles, and now they're on the outs with the bloodline. Roman got rid of them. He doesn't want to do anything with them. He sent them to the plane. Sola Sokoa is the new favorite child. He is, for the moment. For the moment, but what we're beginning to see is the beginning of the end of the bloodline. And I will say it, I will stand on this hill until somebody pushes me off of it. Roman Reigns is not going to lose that title until he is alone. Until all of his cousins and Paul Heyman have walked away from him or betrayed him or have had enough of his shit. Like that's it. That's how Roman's going to lose that title is that everyone else is going to abandon him. Everyone else is going to walk away from him and it's just going to be Roman. And that's when you can have someone like Cody come in and take it off of him. But until the the odds with the bloodline are just too stacked because we saw it. Without the Usos, with Solo and Heyman, Roman was able to get it done.
1: Yeah. And Mans, like, that's the thing. Lemans, I'm glad you came around a little bit on that one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> like, it sucks that Cody lost, because, again, it's the perfect... It is the perfect baby face story, It is the childhood dream coming true, right? What has Cody wanted? Why did Cody leave in the first place? Because he wanted to be a main event guy. So he fucked off on his contract. He walked away. He forms AEW. He does his thing in AEW. He decides to leave and come back to WWE because the timing is right. Yeah. He comes back, they're ready to make him a star, they've got him all set up for it, and then boom, he tears his pack. And he's gone for nine to ten months, and he has to come overcome that and come back. And then he comes back and he wins the Royal Rumble, and what happens? Sami Zayn fucking catches fire. And so Cody, part of Cody's build, I think a little bit, was sacrificed for Sami Zayn, which perfectly fine, nothing wrong with that. We got a hell of a match out of Roman and Sami. And then you come to Cody, right? And the problem with Cody is Sammy because everybody wanted Sammy. Everybody did. We were all sitting here. It's like, God damn, I want to see them do it. Just do the thing. And then we get Sammy versus Cody, right? But they didn't do it. And then Cody's got to follow that. Cody's got to follow the emotional pull and tug that comes from the match with Sammy Zayn, and kind of how all the air was let out of the room when Sammy lost. Right? So Cody's got to come behind that. And because of that, I just don't think the build had the same level of impact.
1: I disagree because if you look at Twitter, there was emotional investment in Cody's oh, storyline. There was.
0: I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm just saying that like all the air kind of gets let out of the room when Sammy loses. And we all kind of look at Cody and we're like, so you going to do a thing or you're not going to do a thing?
1: And he didn't do the thing because it just wasn't his day. If I'm wondering if he didn't get injured, he would have given the titles. No, he was never getting, he Roman was going to get to 900. Roman was going to get to WrestleMania, whether they could have, because the idea was always, okay, if Dwayne's going to be here, Dwayne's going to get Roman and we'll figure it all out. If it's not, we got Cody, because Cody's going to be coming back, and he's going to be our main eventer. Cody was never going to get the tell us at SummerSlam last year. He was never going to get the tell us before then, because that would have been too soon, and you have to tell the story. You are going legitimately have to tell a story to get him there. Cody would have had other opponents to get there. He probably have gone through Rollins and then Bobby Lashley, and you would have found other people he was i don't think they had the idea of it to a thousand but when people start figuring out numbers and do math and math is hard on the internet for people to figure it out you go huh this so this is where he's at and well maybe if they can get him to this and then maybe he'll get him to this point and it's it's an ever-evolving thing people go and is is cody Rhodes buried that is the dumbest take on the internet if you're so upset and you cancel your subscription to a service that you watch for professional wrestling sports entertainment. They already got your money. So, ha ha, they win. You lose. Suck on that. Because that's what happens. And and here's the thing. People will, will bitch and moan and complain and want to cancel their subscriptions. People will go on the Twitters and cancel it. Fine. Please Go on to Twitter and continue to complain about WWE, especially about the moustache because that's the only thing that's going to change anything going forward in World Wrestling Entertainment. That's the only thing. Cody was still over as all hell on Monday night. Sami Zayn, when everyone said oh my god, I couldn't believe they didn't do it to Sami in, in in February. Sami Zayn is still massively over. And so they're they're doing things right. Two years ago you were all like Roman Reigns, why, why can't they get let Roman Reigns finally win this and do this the right way with him? Now they're doing it the right, with, way, the right way with him, and guess what? Everyone's complaining that they're still doing it the right way. Like, what do you want from them? You want them to do it the right way with this person, this person? They can't.
0: Every time that Roman wins, every time that Roman retains, it becomes bigger and bigger. It's getting on the level of taker streak, where it's who can beat Roman Reigns? Who's out there that can possibly beat Roman Reigns? And all of our money was on Cody. All of our money was on Cody. We were fully expecting them to do it. Because it's, again, it's the predictable thing, right? Cody came back, he won the Royal Rumble, and now it's giving him his title. But it's like, uh-uh, not so fast. No, we, we want to make him suffer a
1: little bit first.
0: Which I respect. Because Pot- how do you build a top baby face?
1: Hard times, Daddy.
0: Hard times. You make him suffer just a tad. You make him go through some hard times, and you build him into your top baby face and make him a force to be reckoned with because he took Roman. To, he took Roman to task. Roman didn't exactly confidently walk away. They kind of had to carry his ass a little bit. So, you know that Cody was right there. He just needs that little extra oomph. And by having him face those hard times and having him kind of get maybe a chip on the shoulder about it, we could see a different Cody Rhodes. We could see a more intense Cody Rhodes coming out of this as a result, right? Because it's like he loses the Roman. And then the next night, he comes out and he delivers a great promo against Roman where he's basically like, You didn't really win because you cheated. I want my rematch.
1: He's telling a story. And for those wondering, the Brock angle was again figured out a month ago.
0: Yeah. Brock Lesnar just doesn't exactly show up and do (laughs) shit. They have to pay him for that. So
1: there's that. So for everyone, the Vince McMahon creative issues were not the Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes angle, Vince McMahon creative issues. No, it wasn't Seth. Seth Rollins. What? That. That's all hearsay. That was all him walking like that. Was always the plan. Um, this is a bad plan. It was a very bad plan. Doesn't mean it was good creative. Just wasn't. Anyway, Vince McMahon. Creative issues were other things, which we'll get to right now. Because let's spin this a little bit. Let's talk about the mustache in the in the room.
0: Oh God, it's such a terrible mustache.
1: Vincent, so awful. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is back in WWE. He is signed and sealed, delivered an employee of World Wrestling Entertainment. Why? Because He's on, a dick. Yes. Two, he made a deal over the weekend. They've been in negotiations for a few weeks with Endeavor, not the UFC, with Endeavor. Everyone paying attention to fact number one, UFC did not buy WWE. Endeavor did not buy WWE. Endeavor who owns UFC is merging UFC and WWE into a, its own company on the, on the, on the stock market going under the name TKO as, as the symbol. They are going to, they are going to be a combined unit going forward. So UFC and WWE will be under Endeavor. Endeavor is going to use its assets in all facets of entertainment and sports to help, Bring up the value of WWE. WWE is currently valued at 9.3 billion. That's a B dollars. UFC is 12.12. Something 12.1. Anyway, 12. something like that. It's close to like 22 million, 22 billion dollars combined as a group. Something ridiculous. That's that's a lot. So that's gonna be taken public once it go through all its proper channels. Yada 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 yada. So as it stands Endeavor CEO Endeavor Ari Ari from Endeavor is going to be the top guy WWE is going to be 49% in the deal Endeavor 51 there's your split of who has the most power Vincent Kennedy McMahon will be the, the executive chairman of the board Daniel White who had nothing to do with the merger or anything of this deal will stay on as president of USC. Nick Khan will be the president of WWE and so on and so forth. It'll be split six to five in terms of board members, with Endeavor having six and WWE having five. Get the math? Good. Again, Dana White not in charge of doing this. Endeavor owns UFC. Dana White has no say whether UFC and WWE get merged. It's on Endeavor because they own it. There we go.
0: Also, does... Just to caveat onto that... It's a, it's technically a merger. It's not a sale. And until, until the merger gets approved by the government, Endeavor really cannot exercise too much influence over the decisions within WWE. Basically, they have an agreement right now and they're sort of just talking to each other and they've got, they're just sort of sharing information right now. The real changes will begin to happen. The real influence will begin to happen once the merger is approved by the government. If it's approved by the government, because this all has to go through the government. They have to sit down. I think it's the the FCC or the SEC, one of the two, have to sit down and they have to look at this deal because it's a media deal. They have to sit down. They have to review it. They have to look at it and they have to make sure that it's not violating any laws, that everything's on the up and up, they're going to go through everybody's books, which is probably what triggered the whole Vince McMahon scandal to begin with, is he could have been entertaining the idea of us a... prior to the whole thing. They were checking the books, and this uh, this shit hit the fan. That's could be what's happening, or it could just be exactly what they said. I don't know. It could be a corporate hip job. But still, WWE has to make sure that their books is are legal. Same with UFC. So until this merger goes through, Endeavor can make suggestions, Endeavor and Vince can talk, all these different things, but Vince McMahon is still firmly in control of WWE until that paperwork gets signed. They cannot exercise any influence over the company until the government says, yes, you can go. And the second that that they say that, they convince and endeavor can sign the paperwork, and everything goes into place.
1: So right now there is a tentative agreement. They signed all the you know the the paperwork that needed to be signed to make it to start the process. And they, there's a video of them doing it. Vince McMahon and Ari from Endeavor. I forget Emmanuel. I think Ari Emmanuel. I think his name is. Mm. I believe we'll, we'll have to learn it because he'll be the the new boss here in six months, um, or more, or more. But they've been friends for twenty something years. Again, I'm going to reiterate the point. Dana White used to be the guy in charge and running everything that was UFC when UFC was sold to Endeavor. Dana White is just the president. The major decisions go through Ari manuel and endeavor thank you and all their chief operating officers second secondly ari Emanuel wanted vince mcmahon a part of this because despite we think of vincent kennedy mcmahon and all his creative flaws lately and all of his transgressions vince mcmahon has been ahead of the game terms of everything, in terms of television and pay-per-view, bigger more than anyone in the history of sports content, because he's the one who saw pay-per-view as something to do, create a WrestleMania, and it launch to a stratosphere like no other. Vince McMahon jumped on streaming before streaming became everyone's application on their phone and on their televisions. Because WWE created had an on-demand service which became the WWE Network and WWE Network was more be, was big became a thing and then you got Netflix went from DVDs to just more of a streaming thing and then Peacock and Hulu and everything around it you've ever seen every network that now has a streaming deal thanks WWE for breaking into the market and going this is viable because they. Did it first. Vince McMahon knows a lot of things about business, which are smart. Creatively, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is no longer the person who needs to be doing the things that he's doing. Here's what happened Monday night, and then you can jump back in. Here's all the facts that people need to know. WWE held a Zoom meeting with its staff and all corporate people. Reiterating some points about the sale and everything like that. And said, Paul Levesque is still our head of creative. They had a meeting with its talent, wrestlers at 6 p.m. Paul Triple H Levesque is still the head of creative. 7 p.m. Vince McMahon rolls up to television. This is all East Coast time, by the way. Rolls into the building and goes, Let me see that script, pal. Don't like this. Throws things away. Oh, we're supposed to have contenders matches. Nope, we're ripping them off. I want to see Omos. So Omos got a minute match. He was making change after change after change. It Left people all upset, frustrated, annoyed, pissed off, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Vince McMahon. So what's funny? This is, I don't know. This, this is an accurate story, okay? But this is the funniest thing, right? So mm-hmm. how wh- how did Monday Night Raw open? With Triple H. H. So Triple H takes off his headset, right? From Gorilla. Uh-huh. Walks down to the ring. Oh, look, there's an empty chair. Let me go sit in it. <laughs> Puts on Hunter's headset. Ooh, this chair feels comfy. I'm not gonna get up for the rest of that night. I'm gonna sit next to Bruce and we're gonna have a Monday night raw. If it happened that way, <laughs> that's the funniest way to happen. I'm gonna say Hunter out there and I'm gonna take his seat. It probably didn't happen that way, but imagine if it did, and Hunter gets it back. He's no longer sitting in the big chair; he's in the smaller chair
0: next to Bruce.
1: <laughs> On the other side of Bruce, because Vince is in the main one. Uh,
0: yeah, I did hear today that they had they they went ahead and announced that WWE will likely face light lay, layoffs after the merger goes through, which you know that just helps morale so so much. Which. If you've ever been through a corporate merger before, they always say that like they, there's a winning side in a merger and there's a and WWE is technically on the losing side because they're losing control they're they're not getting the mas- majority stake so Endeavor's going to make the decisions and one of the things that you do when you do the corporate mergers is you go in you clean the company you basically you combine trim the, all the fat that they can
1: yeah they're gonna combine things it's a corporate combining so. Yeah. You don't need two PR departments. You need one. You need one sales team, not two.
0: But they're going to bring WWE under the Endeavor marketing strategy, under all the things for Endeavor. They're basically going to do with WWE what they did for UFC, and they're going to use all of those resources that they already have. So all of that will go away, which, honestly, WWE has already kind of started that process. They, like, gutted their marketing department either last year or two years ago. They've sort of gutted various different areas within the company for whatever reason because they can, but you know, it, it will be, I guess, a little bit easier. I don't know if they, they've rehired those people or not. I don't think they have because I haven't seen those jobs go out. But you feel bad for the people that are getting laid off because it's never fun. It sucks to get laid off.
1: Yeah, and most of the layoffs is going to be in the corporate side. It's not going to be talent. Because that and, we know of. that we know of. And, and some people will lose their jobs because that's just a cycle and of the business. WWE lays off people. Um, it's not going And gonna, there are
0: people uh, that are asking
1: to be let go. Talent is very upset. And if things go the way they are, they may ask for the release. And that is what it is. But we've all, we've been talking about the cycle and wwe has been talking about the cycle of developmental people will, be, will come and go to, the top talent will come and go because it's just the cycle nature of the business. With Endeavor, they're more likely to keep more of the top talent because they'll be able to market them. And a lot of jobs would be safe when Endeavor takes over because Endeavor's is going to want to invest in marketing the top talent and not worrying about losing them, and then they're wasting money promoting them. That is the one benefit of that group with their talent agency and everything like that. They're going to want to keep talent in spots. So they can market them. It's a genius move. Lower end. That's up for equation. When it comes to the The day to day wrestling. That's still. the WWE is going to handle their own thing. Their endeavor is going to stay out of. The creative aspect. The booking. That's where. That's where they're not experts at. That's why they have. Triple H. And Vince McMahon. Etc. Vince McMahon just needs to stay out of the weeds. As he said he was going to. He was going to handle high end creative. Whatever that means. High-level creative, top-tier talent, whatever. The bigger picture.
0: Basically, what it implies is that Vince... The way that I take that is when he says, I'm going to be involved in creative at a high level, is that Vince is back as the filter. And everything gets filtered up to him. And I would expect that Vince McMahon gets final say in everything that WWE does from a creative standpoint, which... Could be good, could be bad, depending on the talent. Because um, as we know, Vince has his favorites and then he doesn't have his favorites. And Vince has also supposedly said that Hunter's doing a great job. He likes what Hunter's doing. Everybody's really happy with, with Hunter's vision. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Because Vince got... Vince... Vince is a vengeful fucker.
1: He is. He sure is. But coming... What the talent... The The... the... What people did not like was Vince McMahon coming in right before the show, ripping up scripts, changing things, etc., etc. That's where people and talent got nervous. You can argue day and night about what the creative is. That's not what the problem is. It's changing it last second. Because with Hunter, they've been planning stuff out months in advance. And they still have the general idea still planned out and whatever. But Vince McMahon needs to stay out of the room and let the matches and angles be booked the way they need to be. If he doesn't like it you have a conversation. You don't rip it up an hour before the show and change things because that is when the morale hits lowest. From what I've heard morale was pretty low Monday night. As low as it was a year and a half ago at the Royal Rumble where everything got really really bad. So... Here we are.
0: Here we are. I mean, from a performance perspective, being a performer, being a professional, a lot of this stuff is rehearsed beforehand. Pretty much all of it is rehearsed beforehand, mm-hmm. right? Because it's acting, it's performing. So you need to go out there and you need to make sure you know your lines, you need to make sure it's all going to work right. So it has to be incredibly frustrating from a performing perspective that you in some cases, they didn't even have a script until they were going to show, and then everybody had to shit. And you may or may not have had had the time to properly rehearse what you're supposed to do. With Hunter, there's been an in-game. There's been a point that they're working to. There've been scripts available. Have there been changes? Yes, but it's nothing in, into what in comparison to what they were dealing with. And so it's like a consistent working environment where you come to work, you get what you're supposed to do, you go rehearse it. And then you perform it, right? And then it all goes to plan. And then you're building to points in storylines. Now it's it's like Monday night. Everything got ripped up. Like there were supposed to be contenders matches for titles to set up the next set of storylines. Cause now they have to build the backlash. And they have to start building to the next to the next series of events with the storylines that they're going to set up coming out of WrestleMania, right? Because WrestleMania is the big reset point on a lot of the big feuds. You move people on at that point you all know that. So they had a plan that, okay, all right, we have to build a backlash. So we have to do this, 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 and this. And then Vince came in and is like, nope, we're not doing it. So I-, I can completely respect and understand why the talent were upset. I can understand why people working there were upset. And I can see why they're sad. Because it's like, when you work in an environment like that, you just sort of deal with it. And then when things get better, you're like, fuck, how did I ever do that? And then when that environment comes back, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to deal with this shit again. Like it's just not worth it, especially when you've had the taste of something really good. You're like, I never want to go back to what I was doing. And so when the person that's respond, the best way that I can equate it is think of your shittiest boss, right? Think of the person that you didn't like working under the most, and you left them. Now imagine go having to go back and work work under them again. Same thing here.
1: So a couple things. I'm answer what Chad's saying. Baros mainly too hard to follow a script when you tear a quad. Snoop followed the script. They they told him what they to recovered. do. They recovered. They um,
0: recovered. Like it was fine. It, it was fine. You didn't even,
1: you did you every, didn't even
0: really notice because like Shane just disappeared and then Snoop took over and it it just continued on like it was supposed to.
1: It was yeah. They just you know they told him what to do when to do it. If you heard, you can hear it in, in commentary in the, in the from the um, referee stuff. Um,
0: that's why you send people out like the Miz.
1: Who's trained for this.
0: Yeah, with celebrities like Snoop Dogg is because he is completely safe. He knows what to do. He knows how to do it. That's why he had the ref out there helping.
1: Yeah. And number two, I mean, they cut Bailey from the show instead of having her out there with the girls for some reason. I can give you a devil's advocate why Bailey was not on the show in that situation. And I could see this from a Vince McMahon perspective of not wanting her out there. Okay. So her girls are going to lose, correct? Which mm-hmm. they did. So now you got to find a way for Bailey to creatively get involved and you know try to get her out of the match so the girls lose. So instead of trying to creatively come out of a way to remove Bailey from the situation because if her girls are in a situation where they're about to lose she's going to interfere. So instead of making the Bailey character look weaker, let's just remove her from the situation in general since damage control was booked to lose. I can see it from the devil's advocate side of why Bailey wasn't out there. Everyone's reading a lot into the the uh, tweet she made about saying goodbye and everything. The, the story, journey, the fairy tale ending, or whatever it was, said bye. I think that more had to do with she lost Lita, Trish, and Lita and Trish at WrestleMania, and kind of like that, because people are reading way too much into things. But who knows? I could be completely wrong. But this is me seeing the other side of the coin from a level-headed perspective. Of well, this is probably why they kept her out, because you book it where. Bailey's just not going to be involved. Watching her girls lose, Bailey's not there, so her girls lost. Common sense booking—that's kind of just the way I see it—and not freaking out over. Well, they cut her from the show? Well, there had to be a reason in thinking about it and knowing w- how WWE books. That's how I would add it up.
0: It's logical. I don't know if it—if it's real or not. I don't know it's if it's real or not, logical. but it's a,
1: thats the devil's advocate logical situ- answer. To that thought of, well, how do you remove her from the situation? Well, they, because the internet's been spe- internet's speculating about things, and there's a, a fake Twitter saying she what, asked for her release. Like, you know, it's <laughs> you read all the comments. What are people else? What are people going to react to? It's like internet just speculates about everything. We're just speculating. It's it is what it is. Anyway, no,
0: nobody really knows what's going on, um, and. The thing is, is with the merger, with the return of Vince, with a lot of different things, there's, it's just a very confusing, and I'm going to say frightening in WWE, because nobody knows what's going to happen, right? Nobody knows how things are going to go with this. And so it's, there's a lot of rumor, there's a lot of speculation. Bailey could have talked about, been talking about Trish and Lita for all we know. Because she worshipped them when she was younger. And what do they say? Never meet your idols, especially if your idols turn out to be assholes. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. That could be what it's about. We don't
1: know. You don't know. Like, you don't the, there's nothing nothing we really know about anything.
0: Let's it's like for right now just keep an eye on everything and let's see where it goes. They could be splitting up damage control because it's frankly not gone anywhere. Um and that's not on Vince that that's happened it's just creatively it hasn't gone anywhere or too many places I should say but they may not we don't know it's all speculation it's all rumor and nobody knows the truth and the people that do they aren't talking so
1: so here, here's here's what I say to people on the internet about what's go touch grass we'll, well, yes but number two what is the, the next few days and weeks ahead are going to be really rough um if Vincent Kennedy McMahon gets on a plane his own plane flies to Portland, Oregon tomorrow, we, we may be doomed. Because if he's flying to Portland, Oregon, no offense to Portland, Oregon, Vince McMahon is going to be on headsets and uh heavily involved in the weeds, even though he says he's no longer in the the, the weeds. If he flies to Monday Night Raw next week, we're we're going to be in for a rough run. If he's staying back in Stanford, you have more w- wiggle room to kind of yes boss, yes boss, yes boss, and then put on a better show when, without him knowing, what the hell's going on? Why didn't you do what I said? So, you, if he's not there, you can do more things about it and uh, apologize later than, uh, <laughs> than anything else. You can have more control and settle people in but if he's there and causing chaos and ripping up scripts you're in uh in some trouble yeah that that's why i was alluding to him flying to portland smackdowns in portland
0: i will say this if it becomes too much of a burden and when i say burden i mean when it begins to invest, affect the potential investment by endeavor in wwe there will be conversations had like, there is, there is a glimmer of hope in the fact that Endeavor does not want to see their investment squandered. And while Ari loves Vince and their BFFs and everything like that, there is a specific level of investment that has been made by Nick Kahn and Triple H over the last six to eight months since Vince went away, where telephone. the company has seen a rise, where the company has been improving, where the valuation is improving especially with them going into TV negotiations and everything else so that's what Endeavor's looking at Is they're looking at the, w- the WWE now and the trajectory for WWE and it's, so it's if Vince starts coming in and starts fucking with shit and starts ruining the product there will be a conversation had and it's like you need to get your hands out of it they can't necessarily tell him what to do because they aren't merged but they can threaten to kill the deal they can, if he doesn't behave himself,
1: they can thre- threaten in some manners. They can I, threaten
0: in some manners, but I don't know. I what I haven't heard is if any money has changed hands, which I don't no, think any there, money has changed hands. There's
1: never going to be a dollar changed hands. Here's a couple of oh, things.
0: They'll throw money at each other.
1: Well, but but nothing. If it, nothing's really going to change, in terms of money. Here's what needs to. They're paying attention to. If you are upset with the product, verbally talk about it on social media in a constructive manner. Yeah, don't scream. Don't scream. Constructively criticize what is going on and why it's not going on. Just just saying fire Vince and no no context, they're just going to look at you as a troll and not really care. If you give them context and feedback of what you do not like and what's going on, then they'll they'll notice. When trending topics pop up on Twitter and when, when there's worse raw and fire Vince and all these things, they'll look at your comments and see it the public image and the, the perspective of what people are seeing and, and how it's going, they'll be aware of it. And then they'll recommend, Hey, Hey Vince, we see what's going on. Can you kind of, can you see, tell us what's going on and figure it out from there. You, we, we, we know the bill of goods and everything you said, Hey, this, you're not going to be involved, but things are involved and your talent is unhappy. If town starts speaking out and makes verbal, comments about it and starts making phone calls and emails about it to people that they know then you'll have a situation where okay vince what's going on here can you explain what's happening and then he'll have to explain what's going on in his involvement and everything like that endeavor will care when shock stock shareholders start bitching yes and when they when the stock price goes down the price is going up but they also see a pers- the the they see what's going on, and people—they're very aware of what is happening, and how Monday went, and if Monday continues to go into Friday, and Friday goes into Monday, and Monday goes back into Friday, and you're going down that course, and talent are un, are not happy because they were lied to, and that's mm-hmm. that's where it all boils down to—the talent. Whether they like Vince or not, and a lot of them still, everyone likes Vince to a certain point. They've gotten along along with Vince, right? People like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, they've all been done very well under Vince and Kenny McMahon, Bailey and all of Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, everyone's done well with Vince at the helm. But when they're lied to and told, hey... Paul Levesque is in charge now of creative And he's running things and Then Vince comes in and does the exact opposite Of what he says in an email and a zoom call And everything else What they're told They're made liars out of Triple H and the Khan And everyone else who said hey Hunter is in charge He's running the show He's the head of creative He's the chief content officer Everything goes through him and Vince will just be Vince When you're lied to That's when people get frustrated and pissed off. Until they're told, hey, properly, Vince is back, he's in charge, then they figure it out. Because they were lied to on Monday. And that's where people got mad and frustrated and and all the talk had started to happen because they were lied to, right to their faces. Hey, Vince is still not here. And then Vince is here doing Vince things again which left everyone happy, unhappy. They were mad. They were frustrated. They were pissed off because whether the creative is good or bad, they were lied to. And that's where you talent unrest happens. And then once you settle that and say, Hey, this is now the chain of events. Well, then you're honest with your talent. If you're not honest with them, they're going to, they're going to be disgruntled and you'll, the product will suffer from that point. So
0: we'll see. I mean, I would hope he has a common sense. And just to go back on the <laughs> shareholders for a second, the shareholders will not start complaining until the stock price drops.
1: And that thing ain't dropping. It it's dr- going up. It dropped on Monday when because people were nervous a little bit, and then every um, Wall Street was like, "Hey, this is a really good deal." It went back way up. And every yes. time, and every time Vince shows back up, the stock's stock- gone up. It's gone up because it's Vince. And you see, yeah. because they, the staple is Vince, they know what's going on. Did it go up without Vince? Yes. But when he came back the last time, it went up because it's Vince. And it's like, where he's here to sell. So everyone's now in favor. So a comment that was made, in, or a comment that I heard about before was like, well, okay, so what can they do about Vince? If Endeavor is unhappy about Vince, at some point when the papers are crossed and the I's and T's are you know, dotted and crossed, You can have shareholder meetings, you can have board meetings, and because, as I said about a half hour ago, six to five, you can vote him out.
0: Yeah. He can still retain his shares, but at that point, you can remove him from the company. Now, Vince is under a two-year contract.
1: But you can always buy out contracts. There's always...
0: Oh, yeah. You can always buy out contracts. We don't know if he's going to sign another one. He could just literally be here to have his final say and go out his way or he could be here to make everybody's license miserable. Who knows? But he is under a two year contract likely to see out the completion of the merger because once the papers are signed, presuming it happens before the end of 2023, because he signed it retroactively to January, um, that only gives him a yearish before his contract is up. So it will take at least that much time, if not longer for those companies to merge um, because you just have to put all the pieces together and put everything in place. You have to figure out all sorts of shit um, for everybody. So that takes time when you have multi-billion dollar corporations. Um, So it could be that Vince is literally just here for the merger and the sale and to sit at the helm and make sure everything goes right for WWE and look out for their interests along with Nick Khan and everybody else. Or he could be back to run things. Like let's not forget Vince is almost 80.
1: So a comment was made. This was a quote: "He's an 80-year-old Tasmanian devil." Monday night.
0: I mean, it's no (laughs) lie.
1: That's what he was. Apparently, he was a Tasmanian devil.
0: But like, and I, I want to my my naive ass really wants to believe that what this all is is that Vince feels like he got screwed, and so now Vince is coming back and he's screwing everybody else, and he's gonna go out. His way, he's going to take WWE out his way to the end, and that's what this all really is. Is he's going to sell it? He's going to make sure that his children don't get their hands on it or whatever. Who knows what's going through Vince's brain, right? But in the end, Vince is securing the future for the McMahon family. Nine point three billion dollars on top of what he already has is going to, provided they don't invest it super poorly um will last the family for quite a long time, especially depending on how it's managed. So in terms of his family's future, it is secure, completely secure, which I think has always been Vince's goal, is to take care of his family. Um But we'll see, because like I said, Vince is almost 80. Vince may not have the energy to do everything anymore. I think there's some acknowledgement of that there. So if he doesn't fly to Portland tomorrow that's great. If he doesn't go Monday night, that's great. Um, But there are options. We'll see how it goes as this progresses. We'll see if the deal gets approved because that's the other side of it. Deal may not get approved. Government may look at this and it's like, yeah, this is a really good deal, but we don't like this because people are having a hard time getting shit through right now. So we'll see. But, and we will keep you posted on that, but not before May 4th.
1: So warning everyone right now. May 4th. We're going to be long. It's going be a long show. We're going to have a month's worth of news. We're going to get through it all. And we're previewing Backlash on May 4th. Live. 10pm Eastern. That's what we're doing. We already have our script planned out. Be there. Okay. But that will do it for the Rack. I'll talk around to Rack. Saturday night 9.30pm. Eastern Fortnite with friends. Followed. By CB Riddle Live 11.30pm Eastern Sunday it's Easter Probably doing a show Probably talking about What we just spent an hour on The merger Talk about it Sunday most likely 10pm Eastern I, I There will be a post show Monday If I'm solo I'm solo If Lindsay's here Are you here Monday?
0: Yeah I'm here Monday I leave Tuesday
1: Okay She'll be here Monday For the post show 11pm Eastern <laughs> What we do next Thursday night We'll figure it out next Thursday. We may stream something, we may not. It depends on my mood. We'll do something, maybe. We'll do something during the week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe Fortnite. Maybe 2K. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do something. We will keep you company while Lindsay's away. <laughs> on Thursdays at some point. We'll do something. I don't know. Keep following the Twitter. It's Wild Talk Radio. And Facebook.com says Wild Talk Radio We'll figure it out. I don't have a plan yet. We'll figure it out been a long month, month. We'll, we'll come up something that rock radio show on all social media platforms wherever you get your podcasts to search for the rock radio show hey chat if you have that amazon prime click the purple rectangle button below the screen support the channel do the thing you can also use critical rock and Soccer or
0: linds m ward
1: in the fortnite item shop or epic game store why
0: because we are hashtag epic partners you can follow me on Twitter, at LinzWard, LNSWD. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash You can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at And use the creator code, because yes, there's a new season of Genshin Impact coming, and yes, there will be banners. So if you want to buy your crystals, or your skins, or your whatever, use the creator code, because hashtag EpicPartners. Um, and while you're on YouTube, please check out YouTube.com slash MBG 1211. That's MBG Films, our good friend Matt. He does some amazing content over there. So like, subscribe, follow, do all the things on the YouTubes and the Twitches and all the things. Um, but with that, we're gonna go. I'll see you guys if you're around Monday night, but if you're not, I'll see you in a month. Till then, bye. Bye. WildTalkRadio.com